Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. It almost rained today, didn't it, Seattle? Almost. How many days a week does it, you think it rains here? Seven days a week? You people are wetter than Whitney Houston in a Beverly Hills hotel bathtub. You people. Never too soon, sir. I invited Courtney Love, but she didn't show up. She told me she's writing her book. It's gonna be a can't memoir. <laughs> that plot's gonna have more holes than Kurt Cobain's garage. <laughs> Too soon for the Kurt jokes, Seattle. <laughs> I haven't read the book, but I bet it ends with a bang. <laughs> All apologies. How far does Bill Gates live from here? Bill Gates is so rich, he wipes his ass with Seahawks tickets. <laughs> Bill Gates is so rich, he's 100% of the 1% of the 1%. Bill Gates is so rich, he hired cancer to kill Steve Jobs. This is my guitar from high school. I consider it an old friend. When I'm on the road, I bring it with me, and uh, it keeps me company. Steve Jobs was a great American, and that one, that one was... At his funeral, his family made this elaborate tribute video, and then it didn't work because you needed Flash. All right, that was Jeff Ross. What a cutie Jeff Ross is. Jeffrey Ross. Stand up with Chris Stefano, Mrs. Nicole Boyce. And Chris Stefano standing right next to me. We record standing. We, oh, yeah, we record standing. <laughs> it's, it's a stand up podcast. You stand up podcast. Chris Stefano, Nicole Boyce. Um, Jeff have, Ross. Have you ever roasted anybody? I have only myself. True. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Roasted. Ooh. I feel like a comedian that can roast, like, that skill yeah. is one of, in my opinion, the hardest skills to have because, I mean, you really have to, like, hurt somebody, but also yeah. it's like you have yeah. to go full force to hurt them but yeah. not really hurt them. Yeah. It's, it's so delicate. delicate. Yeah, yeah. They always, like, they do the hugs at the end and stuff like that, at least on Roast Battle. Well, no, because it's like if you just hurt them, then it's just mean and it's not funny. So in order to really hurt them and it be funny, you have to, it's like, mm. you have to, it's like trying to punch someone in the face yeah. and knock them out but not hit them with all your might like just lightly tap them on the chin yeah. but it's a knockout punch yeah it's so difficult and yeah. i um i wasn't invited to be on the dais of the roast this year <laughs> by comedy central even though i have a deal with them and i'm fine with it i don't <clears throat> care it's just you know whatever i haven't come outside no big deal no big um, deal no big deal no big deal i, I don't He's care crying. no i'm i don't care i haven't eaten um <laughs> no i get it though but to be First honest with you spoken. if i would have been asked to it would have been like one of the most challenging things i've ever had to do in my career i mean i'm up for the challenge but it's like yeah. i 
I just know how talented the comedians are on the dais, especially the ones who write for the, like, write yeah. for the Caitlyn Jenners of the world and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's such a, because then it's even more nuts. Like, to be able to write for another person to, like, lightly, roast you know, another roast person. another person yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so many steps to that. Yeah. Where I can't even begin. I'm just not a good comedian, so. Hey, no, you do oh, great. Okay, okay. No, you do great. Next one, you'll get on the next okay, one. Okay, okay, on okay, ro- okay. Roast like Northwest or something. Yeah. Um, they did. We had the roast of Alec Baldwin aired. Yes. Uh, last Sunday on Comedy Central. Yes. And so we're, today we're playing all clips from like classic roasters. Classic roasters. Classic roasters. They're stand up, but. But, yeah, right. yeah, we're playing their stand-in. Well, yeah, the thing is with Jeff Ross is like I know how you know he's a great stand-up and he's done does stuff with Attell. But like when you think of Jeff Ross, you just think of the Roastmaster. Yeah, Roastmaster I mean, General. The is Roastmaster. The is the Roastmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time I was in Vegas with Jeff Ross, um, Dave Attell. I was doing Comedy Cellar Vegas, and Jeff Ross invited the comedians who were on the show out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And like we went out to like this really nice dinner, and Carrot Top was there. <gasps> <laughs> Jeff Ross and Carrot Top are like good friends. Really? Yeah. Oh, he like invited him. Yeah. Well, I uh, I believe he did. Yeah, like they're close. Like Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross has been around a long time. Like he's known Carrot Top when Carrot Top was just like Scott. Like was just like a, a college just act a, comedian. A baby Carrot Top. A baby, just Top. <laughs> you know what somebody else told me too? I was I was um in Vegas with a couple of guys last week and they went to see Elton John uh-huh. and they said that Carrot Top and Elton John are like best friends. Oh my God, Carrot Top's like the mayor of Las Vegas. Could you imagine what? like your good friend is Elton John and like Carrot Top and Elton John are just like- Can you imagine your like, good friend is Carrot Top? <laughs> yeah. It's, he, honestly, Carrot Top, when I met him, he was like the nicest guy. Yeah. Like so nice. He And he picked up the tab. It yeah. must have been like- I mean, there were so many people there, and it was like yeah. a really expensive restaurant. I mean, it's yeah. probably like a ten thousand dollar tab, Ooh. and he just picked it up because he's just. I mean, well, if you look up his net worth, it's like seventy five million. I'm sure. I mean, he makes real fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing his shows. Yeah, yeah. It was the most humble guy. I mean, I, I thought Carrot Top was awesome. Um, do you are you good friends with Jeff Ross? Do you, do you hang out? Do you we know? we've went out to dinner a couple of times. He certainly together. knows me. Yeah. You know, we say always oh, say hello to each other, but I've never like. I don't think I don't have a cell or anything, but uh, we, there's no like uh, he knows who I am, and of course I know who he is. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I feel like his brain is always on roasting, like mm-hmm. it's always on roast mode. It's it comes, it feels like it comes so naturally to him. It does. And I yeah. heard about other comics talking about roasting with him, and how you he like makes it very comfortable for you to you roast next to him. Like he mm-hmm. really sets you up, and like his brain is just like going going. The, like all the circuits are just working towards roasting. Yeah, I feel like I feel that's what you, like you know you bring up a point. Like there is like different comedian brains. Like what Jeff Ross is able to do. Like he he's obviously works his ass off at it. Like can't deny the work part of it. Yeah. But his brain is set up even in his stand up. Like you listen to it's like set up big punchline, set up big punchline, left turn, like all yeah. that th- that type of thing works well in a roast yeah. where like I'm like a rambling storyteller and it's like it's harder for me mm-hmm. like Colin Quinn in his stand up will like storytell and like yeah. do that but he also because he's just the man can also roast but yeah. he told me once that it's a lot harder for him to think of the roast stuff even though he crushes it than it is the storytelling stuff where I bet you with a uh-huh. Jeff Ross it might be the opposite it's easier for him to roast than it is to tell stories I'm sure mm. they can both do both because yeah. that's why they're great comics but it's just kind of like how your brain is even in a stand up you can see like the 
his attention to like where he is and mm-hmm. like his audience is yes. like so that feels like still very much in the roast vein where he like he knows what he can make fun of like that's in yeah. the room and stuff like that even just in a stand up I thought Blake Griffin was great on the Alec Baldwin roast too he's funny he's, he's funny. funny that's it you know like he's come to the Montreal Comedy Festival multiple times oh, yeah. and like hosted shows and stuff and he's always been like insanely funny like Neil Brennan told a story once because uh-huh. him and Neil are, are close friends where it was like I heard Neil saying on a podcast where it's like I forgot the joke like Neil had like you know Neil's obviously another great comedy mind yeah. texted was texting with him and like said something like really like witty Neil said something like a really witty joke that would mm-hmm. like people would have like no comeback on and he said like as soon as I sent the text like he, Neil was saying even as if if Neil had received the text, he'd be like, oh, shit, let me think about a good response. And he said right <laughs> away he saw the bubbles on Blake's <laughs> side. Blake already, and he had, like, a killer comeback. And I'm like, oh, shit. like, his mind, like, he's always allegedly, like, you know, he's always wanted to be a comedian, but he's in, like, this basketball player's body. He's and, trapped <sighs> in the basketball player's body. I know. That's, but he's like, you, I, you could just tell, like. He wasn't nervous. Like he, he like looked like he was supposed to be there. Do you think like the performance? Like he's a basketball. He's a professional basketball player. Do you think that the he, he's used to being on a stage of sorts, like a court in front of thousands of people? He said you press a lot. Do you think that helps with being? Yeah, a comedian? I certainly think it helps a little. But to be honest with you, I was at the roast of Bruce Willis last year. Yeah, and I was in the crowd, and then I saw it on TV, and Dennis Rodman who's also a former basketball player, was on the dais. Yeah. And, like, you could just tell, like, he was great, but he was nervous. He was messing things up. Mm. He was, like, stuttering. So I still think it's, like, either you can do it or you can't, and I just feel yeah. like Blake can do it. Yeah. Like, Dennis Rodman was, was great but needed a lot of help, and I bet you Blake wrote some of his own jokes, too. I bet you he, like, Damn. he real and he was just so comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. He was so comfortable and great. Um, mm. that I think he's just naturally it's like some people just have it like Justin yeah. Timberlake yeah. even though he's like an insanely talented singer and dancer and all that when you watch him on SNL he's yeah. like funny enough to be a cast member right like he's just good at it yeah he just knows how to be funny too is that infuriating or yeah it is <laughs> it is infuriating because I'm you know I'm fucking over here you could be just in a two bedroom walk up two bedroom that's great thank you you're doing great I know I had to like it's a walk up but it is two bedrooms, so it's like okay, yeah. balance. Uh, hashtag balance. So humble. Yo, I Chrissy just came, humble. Thank you, Chrissy Humilities. I just came <laughs> from Des Moines, Iowa. Shout out. Shout out Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Yo, Iowa. shout out how clean and dope your fucking city is. I was Des like Moines? impressed by Des Moines. Yes. Des Moines, congratulations. They had this you place. This, they had this place called Evolve, uh-huh. and it was like an all paleo and like keto kitchen, like in the middle of fucking Iowa. I was like, yo. Wait, do you mean like clean like food, like clean eating or like clean like the sidewalks? Or well, no, clean? like it was it was clean and dope and it felt like a small Williamsburg. And then you have like this place there, like in, Evo- in a place that's just keto and paleo where oh. you're like, that shit seems like it'd be like a trendy part of Brooklyn. Yeah. But we out, we out her in these cornfields. Oh, good for them. They were good. I, have you ever been corn? out there? I went, no. And then I went to Kansas City. Iowa and Kansas City. So your boy was in the Midwest. Yeah. You're out in the cornfields with the plow. With the plow. And then went out um, to my local bar, which I never do, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and got fucking smashed, Nicole. (gasps) That's so exciting. I never get drunk like that, but I got like- Off what? What were you drinking? Guinness. Damn. Yeah. Really? Old school. You just came from Iowa. You're like, give me a Guinness. Give me a Guinness. I've been amongst the people. Yes, man. (laughs) And I got fucking ripped. So I apologize to the Wicked Monk Bar 
in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, if I broke anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know yet. It's still to be determined. TBD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Exciting. Well, let's play some more of Roasters. Who we got? We got Nikki Glazer and some Greg Giraldo. So, okay, real quick. Nikki Glazer is, I think, one of the best in the business right now, especially in general, but her roasting, like, she's like, she's, she's on her way, in my crazy. opinion, to be like a Geraldo yeah. level, because yeah. Geraldo, in my opinion, is the best, like yeah. the god of it all, yeah. and I feel like Nikki's on her way. Absolutely. I just all hope right. Nikki doesn't die. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good to be here. Denver, huh? That's where we are, right? I live in New York City. Uh, yeah, a lot of people say New York City is... A lot of people say that's the greatest city on earth. I don't know how you can say any city's the greatest city unless you've been to every single city, right? What do you know? Maybe there's a city somewhere in Indonesia where there's like 28 people, 26 of them are hot chicks that'll blow you for a nickel. You know what I mean? That's a, that'd be a good city. You know, and the, the other two are dudes that give you nickels. That might be a good, that might be the kind of city that you'd want to check out, right? Given a chance. Man, I'm getting old. I don't know how it happened. It just happened so fast. I feel like I'm the young guy. And I, you know, you don't even realize that you don't look and act the same as you did when you were younger. You still think you're the same guy. I thought I was still a young dude, you know? So I walked through an Abercrombie and Fitch and they looked at me like I was walking through a playground with my cock in my hand. Man. Don't go into an Abercrombie & Fitch if you're over 35 years old, because I'll tell you that, they'll, they'll remind you pretty damn quick how much of a twisted pervert you are for even thinking that you can wander through that high school cafeteria. <laughs> Anything over 34-inch waist, they stack way up high in the corner. They literally have like one pair of pants over 34-inch, and they hang it up really high, like they stack. You, gotta, you can't get it yourself. You gotta, you gotta ask one of the shirtless boy whores who works there <laughs> if he'll climb for you. Just round out the old... Yeah, I'm too fat and old to get that. Can you climb up, you little... You know, this might be too personal to admit this early, but uh, the other day I, I was sitting on the, on the, on the uh, toilet and my balls dipped... dipped into the water. And that, that had never happened to me before, so at first, I didn't even know what it was. It just, something felt kind of nice. It was like a refreshing sort of sensation, actually. You know, I thought, well, this, hmm, yeah. yeah. And then I realized I was, I was teabagging my own toilet water. Do you realize how, you realize how upsetting and depressing that is? That, that I got old man saggy ball bag that's just, swinging loose that low. Because I've sat on that bowl thousands of times. It was in my house. It never happened before. So I guess my balls must have just been sort of skimming the surface, you know? And finally they're like, fuck it, we're going in. And they just right in the water. Like, all right, that's exactly the moment that I became middle-aged. I could trace it to that exact... I'm a middle-aged man because my balls actually just fucking gave up on trying to fight gravity just dip right in the old toilet water. And at first I thought maybe I'm, it's a practical joke, you know? Maybe somebody added water as a gag. You know, maybe I'm getting punked. I'm looking around for Ashton Kutcher to come running around the corner with an empty bucket, ah! But there's no gag, it was just my old saggy nut bag. Couldn't support the weight long enough to... That's just depressing shit, man. I don't know how you look at it.
Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. I, uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm past my prime to have kids a little bit. Like, I feel like I should have done it in my teens. Like, that would have been the best time. It's like they discourage it almost exclusively, but they shouldn't. Like... When I was in high school, I was like, I was, I'm busy now, but like, what was I doing then? You know, like, homework? Not really. Like, I had five years to just do whatever I wanted, you know? All I did was eat cereal and watch Saved by the Bell. Like, you can have a baby through all of that. It's a great time to do it. First of all, your body bounces right back, so that's sweet. Like, when you're 16, you have a baby at like 11 a.m., you can be at cheerleading practice at four, top of the pyramid, ready to go. Maybe not the top, you're still a little leaky, but you're there, you could be there. I'm sure you're suited up. Also, if I had a baby now, like, my parents couldn't help me at all. They live in St. Louis. I'm in L.A. Like, it would be too hard. But if, I, if you're in high school and you have a kid, like, you live with your mom and dad. Or probably just your mom, let's be honest. Um, yeah, your dad probably split a while ago. But your mom's there, you know. <laughs> She's hanging out, uh, vaping, watching Dr. Phil, something like that. Like, I feel like that's how she busies herself. She can help. She can... She, you could just hand the baby to her and be like, here, mom, try again. He's yours now. <laughs> yeah, you kind of fucked up the first time since that's mine and I can't drive, so. Yeah, his name's Mulligan. I really feel like you can nail it this time if you just, like, focus and stop playing the lottery. Um, it would have been a good time. I'd have it over with, too. If I had a baby when I was, like, 15, she'd be 16 now. Probably have a granddaughter on the way. Like, that would be perfect for me. I could handle life as a nana, you know? That's what I call my grandma, because when I was little, I couldn't pronounce old bitch. So that's what I came up with, and that's... No, no she's sweet. She, she wouldn't even hurt a fly, because flies don't understand verbal abuse. So she would just, like, keep screaming at it and calling it fat, and it would keep flying. You know, they can't hear, so... No, I shouldn't do these jokes till she's dead. It's like, <laughs> I can't wait a week. You know, she's very sick, but... <sighs> Comedy comes first, that's what she always said. She never said that, but... Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I just... Uh, I, I might change my mind, though. I think girls change their mind about kids a lot. I gotta decide kind of soon, though. If I wait too long, I'm gonna do a surrogacy, because the longer you wait as a woman, the higher the risk that, you know, you won't get your body back, and so I'm just gonna... <laughs> put that on someone else it's also like I just found out that with a surrogacy you can give your egg to a girl and then it comes out of her looking like you I didn't know I thought it had to look like Juno or whoever like I didn't know that you could just I, I found this out I'm like why doesn't everyone do that like I know it's very expensive but like if you could do it why, why does anyone like say I want to have my own because to me that's like if someone was like hey do you want me to make you a pizza and you're like, no, I want to do it myself, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I really want to bond with my pizza. I'd be like, really? Because I can go make it for you. It'll taste the same as if you make it. And also, your vagina won't be ruined. So are you... <laughs> you sure? Like, please, make that. <laughs> Sounds gross, but I'll eat it, but... 
But I, I do, there's some things about having your own kid that I'd be like, oh, that'd be fun. Like, you can make them do stuff by telling them how long you carried them. Like, my mom used to do that to get me to clean my room. She'd be like, will you clean your room? I carried you for nine months, come on. It's, it never really worked on me, because uh, I was like, don't tell me I was in there that long. Like, I know how much you drink, and like, I've never seen you take a weekend off that I can remember. I doubt you went nine months when you were 25. Like, I can do the math, you know? Like, barely, because you drank while you were pregnant with me, but it's a struggle. I have to go to Kumon every night. Oh, we got some Kumon fans in the crowd. <laughs> what is the deal with Kumon? I'm so confused by that place. Okay, it's like a tutoring place that you're supposed to send your kids, but the sign, the logo, is a bummed out smiley face. It's so confusing. It literally is like a sad, depressed smile. It's just like, Kumon. Like... I'm always like, what's going on? And I'm always peering in. They're like, uh, I get arrested. But like, you just like, I'm always like, what's going on in Kumon? Uh, they won't let you, you know, but here's what I think is happening. I think it's like a bunch of students like at desks working on their stuff. And then there's just like tutors hanging over them just like, come on. Like that's all they say, but it works. <laughs> I really hope that's it. Please be it. <laughs> but yeah. All right, that was Nikki Glazer and Greg Giraldo. I mean, just two cuties. Two cuties. Nikki crushed, crushed. at the Roast of Alec Baldwin on Comedy Central. She crushed at the Roast of Alec Baldwin, which is on Comedy Central right now, and she, <laughs> cru- and she crushed on the Roast of Bruce Willis last year. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's, in my opinion, like I said before, like that just next up person. Like, kind of like how Amy Schumer, you know, was doing, like, so many things as Nikki's doing so many things, but then when she did the Roast of Charlie Sheen and just yeah. fucking annihilated yeah. him. Uh, or was it the roast of Charlie Sheen with Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer. Was where like she own. like cr- or she like crushed somebody. Like she crushed so hard in a roast where they're like, wait, we've we've heard the name, but now she's like a star star. I forgot what roast it was. She annihilated somebody and oh, and told Patrice O'Neill that he like Charlie. She was on the roast of Charlie Sheen and Roseanne Barr. I think it was the Charlie Sheen one though, yeah. where like she was annihilating Patrice. Yeah. And like then like annihilating Charlie Sheen, where people oh, were like, yeah. oh, this girl's the fucking truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think, Nikki. That's what I think's happening for Nikki now. The roast really separates. Like you can get so much leverage from those. Like yeah. Like people like Amy, Hell like yeah. Anthony Jeselnik, like. Yeah. It totally changed it, their career. It makes your career. That's why, like, Whitney Cummings was really good at yeah, them back yeah. in the day. Who will play later? Who, oh, cute. Our final so it's like, and now especially like, and so on. You know, like, it used to be like, obviously, it comes out on TV, big thing. Yeah. But yeah. like now, like with social media, like you can put these clips up on your Instagram or your YouTube, mm-hmm. and like it just continuously works for you. Like mm-hmm. it never dies. Mm-hmm. It's always there. So that's like really great. I mean, you know, because I feel like, um, oh, by the way, just real quick. If you're a comedian out there and you have like any old bits, yeah, you were you want yeah, to talk about this? I just po- I posted a bit that I did on my Instagram recently about a story I told about 9/11. Uh-huh. And I put like the subtitles on it so like people can like yeah. read along like at work and subtitles not, are crucial. You ne- subtitles are oh crucial. If you want fans that have jobs, you got to put subtitles yeah. on your. Yeah, and videos. I'm telling you guys, like it's just one of those things that I put out there. I was like, oh whatever, and it's getting like a lot of views for me and a lot of comments and interactions like with the people who follow me and like it's producing like ticket sales in Damn. like clubs I go to. Like people are like, oh, like I'll check in with my with a club like on Monday. I was like, oh hey, like how are ticket sales? They're like, eh, okay, and then like when. They're like, oh, two of your shows sold out. So it's like, oh. and it's because of that. So it's like, yo, 
If you got content, put it out there, babe, and do make sure do, those subtitles are on it. Do you do subtitles on your own? Or do you have a service? I got a guy. You, per- you got a guy. I got a guy That's that good. just, That's yeah. Good to do. yeah, yeah. But like, it's me. It's, it's busy not. work. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nicole's my guy. <laughs> it's busy work, but like, I could, should learn, like, you could do that, right? Like, you just know how to do that. I could do that, yeah. Yeah, it's like not that hard, right? When you're Gen Z, they just tell you, at, when you're born, they just yeah. give you instructions on how to caption Instagrams. How know. do you do it? Like, what's the process? Like, you have to just keep pausing, writing, pausing, writing? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's just also, tedious. There, there are services that also do it now because it's such a popular thing. Right. Like, every every video, like, on Comedy Central Social, like, that is all the captions and everything. But is that an actual human being t- pausing, typing, pausing, typing? Or they have made computer programming that can hear your words and do it quick? Um, the, It's probably a mix of both because the computer can give you, like, a, a beginning and, like, give you, like, the points or whatever. But then you might have to go in and fix and be like... Okay, it's Amy Schumer, not Amy Schomer. Schomer, yeah, yeah, Amy like, you know, Like the, yeah. co- the computers, they get some stuff wrong, and for that we have humans. Yeah, and humans. Y- you can never get rid classic. of us. Yeah. No, I think so. It's like that's so cool about your clip, though. In the stand-up world, it's like you, you. That's why, like stand-ups and podcasts. Like, uh, that's why podcasts, I think, are so important to feed stand-up because it's like. We can like constantly like talk. There's constant content coming out every week. It gives uh-huh. our fans like a place to kind of check in with us every week because yeah. there's so many different entertainment options in mm-hmm. 2019 where mm-hmm. it's like, yo, you can like me, like like one of my clips and be like, oh, I'm going to go see that person. And yeah. then like 10,000 things happened that you yeah. saw on the internet as well. And you're like, oh, I forgot all about that person. Right. So it's like any standup you have like in your library, put that shit out mm-hmm. and like give people a constant place to come check in with you. I think mm-hmm. that's V importante. That's very good advice, Chris. Thanks. Well, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, why, When are you going to start doing stand up again? Come on, Nicole. Uh, I am in full podcast mode. Uh, come Pod. to Bra- come to Brazil on a uh, Apple Podcast. Absolutely, where you listen to your podcast. But we're trying to do videos of those now, so yeah. that's kind of that's taking up a lot of my time because I don't have you know a caption man available to me. So because you are the caption mom, I am the caption mom. <laughs> well, it's Totes Nest that you put up the videos. So I'm doing videos now. So that's our you new thing, and it's working well. Of course. Like on a smaller scale, obviously. You're very pleasant and calm. You're just very, ple- <laughs> you have a very pleasant voice. You're very good at alley-ooping and then dunking the ball yourself. You're very good at both. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just think you have a real like, future in the biz. Like Blake Griffin. The yes. Blake Griffin of comedy. You are say. the Blake Griffin of comedy. You and look like him, too. I Thank you so much. We have the same workout routine. The yeah. Same. Did you know LeBron James spends a million dollars on his body every year? I believe. I mean... But Crazy. let's think about financially what that means. Like, what's the percentage? That'd be like if I spend a dollar on That's it. what I'm saying. It's like the same thing if you're, I bet you percentage-wise is of like income versus like, like just a percentage of his income that he's spending on his body. It's probably like just us having a gym membership. Yeah. You think? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are the so he spends a lot of money on his body. Are there things you do to help you with comedy that you like? You know, keep your mind sharp. I mean, you work out. Does that you find that helps with your comedy? I find yeah. I. That was a be, great transition. Back thank to, you. Thank, That's what I'm saying. You're a fucking profesh. <laughs> um, I have noticed that since I've been, you know, trying to keep myself in shape and working out and trying to mm-hmm. at least somewhat eat right. I'm not all there yet. I still am a fucking bloated mess right now because I drank those damn Guinnesses at the Wicked Monk. <laughs> um, but, but. Um, I think like when I'm on stage, yeah. I feel a little bit more confident in my body that okay. it makes me more confident in my jokes where oh. I was because like. There was a point in the beginning of this year, in January of this year, I was like 250 pounds. Now I'm like 
Size 38 ways. 25. Yeah, size 38 ways. Now I'm 36. You heard. Ooh. Size 38 ways. Still on Comedy Central. Still on Comedy Central. Um, so it That's helps. interesting. Confidence yeah. wise, at least for me, uh-huh. it helped me to be like, oh, like you, like I, that whole adage of like what people say, like, oh, comedians are depressed. You need to be depressed to be funny. It's not true. Like it, yeah. I'm telling you, and Gary Goleman, if you follow Gary Goleman on Twitter, Goleman tips, it's like he says that constantly. Like he's like, hey, when I was depressed, Gary Goleman saying this, mm-hmm. he's like, when he was depressed, he wasn't doing the work he wasn't doing anything even though like he thought oh i'm depressed i should be funny right now now that he's happy and in his in his own body and like really like mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. he's got an hbo special selling tickets yeah. left and right yeah one of the, some of his best work and uh-huh. his whole career is coming out of happiness so yeah. i think it's a misconception that like yeah. you need to be sad and depressed to be yeah. a good comedian or have to have a tortured childhood like I found that's th- not true I found the same thing like when I yeah. was starting and I'm still t- starting now but like the I used to think like okay it just you if you are sad then you can make comedy or whatever right. and then I started like working out and stuff like that and feeling better and you're like, fucking jacked thank you so much <laughs> yeah I was a full six pack uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it helps so much. I don't know why. I think it just helps with like your brain and stuff like that. Yeah. But I did have this weird moment where I was like, am I supposed to be working out? Like, is right. that going to make me less funny? Right. Like, I'm going to be too jacked. Then I'm not going to be funny. Well, I think it's like, I think it's like, yeah, like if, if you are like get like jacked or like you're in like really good shape or whatever. I know people say that too. Oh, you can't be funny if you're like hot. And uh-huh. it's like, you can be. I think it's just like you make fun of your, like, you could do one of two things, I believe. It's like you can either do like like an Anthony Jeselnik route where like he's such an amazing writer and he's obviously like a good looking guy. Yeah. He can like he like raises his status to like I'm a god, laugh at me, but yeah. you know he's being silly. Or you can come right out and like just be like, Hey, I have a lot of insecurities, here they are. Like I think people yeah. like to hear that too, because especially like obviously it's weird. Like if you're a, like a really good looking woman, uh-huh. it's like, you know, guys would be like, oh, fuck, I want to bang her, whatever, uh-huh. you know, all that bullshit. So it's like that's hard to get through. And then if you're a really good looking guy and like there's guys there like with their dates, I think like guys start to get mad. Like, why is my girl laughing? Uh, so I think the way to you crazy, know, crazy. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, like I think like there's like times where it's like, you know, I can see. Like if I'm watching a comedian like that's a like a, a good looking dude, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I can see like guys getting mad in the back of the comedy club. Really? You know, yeah. So I think, but if you self-deprecate and you're like, hey, I have this, this, and this, I think it just at least helps yeah. with that. Yeah. I know? mean, comedy in general, you know, the self-deprecation. Yeah. That's you know, we're all we're all humans just trying to get move along, you know. Yeah, people want to laugh at you. Yeah. That's just what it is. You can be like, I'm hot. I'm so funny, but I'm just like you also. I'm I just bet, like you. I got Mondays also. Okay? I'm just like you, just a fucking closeted gay trying to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're an out and you're an out gay. And I'm and that's why that's what we, we should, make a good team. That's what we should na- rename this podcast, In and Out of the Closet. <laughs> <laughs> one's in, one's out. Guess which one? <laughs> Guess which one? That'd be a fun wow, that'd be a fun reality show. In and out of the closet. Guess who's gay? Guess who's gay. I wanted to do a show that was called um, Pay the Gay Away, and it was like okay. gay contestants. Um, you win a prize. I'm not sure this p- particulars, but I got a name. Pay the Gay Away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Instead of Pray the Gay Away? Of course. Of course. Which- so we're paying... So if I'm on the show mm. and I'm gay, which I'm not, 
<laughs> I don't think. It doesn't matter. Hey, um, always. My fingers are crossed. Yeah. So if I'm gay, I would come on the show and do what? I would win money I, to yeah, not I be gay? I'm not sure. That's the part I haven't worked out. And that's what's keeping me away from a million dollar deal. Yeah. With, uh, that could trigger some peeps. Um, that's definitely true. Yeah. But I'm gay, so I can't do Good anything call. wrong. And Good, once people right. remember that, right. then all will be well. Right. Yeah, that's right. You can't. I yeah, forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, that little loophole. Speak, uh, speaking yeah. of gays, we should play Whitney Cummings. That's not. She's she's not gay. Oh. I fucking wish. But she's yeah, not. She's hot. <laughs> I know. Tease I've me. liked all her Instagram pics, but no response. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You put in all that hard work liking no her response. Instagram pictures. Liking pics from oh my 80 God. weeks ago. You're just, that's no response. Chivalry. Oh my God. Insane. Well, yeah, let's play some Winnie Cummings. Let's do it. Another ra- clo- classic, classic roaster. Beautiful. Beautiful. And this was a good app. This is a great app. Stand up, stand up with Chris Stefano and Nicole Boyce, a.k.a. In and Out of the Closet. Watch the roast of Alec Baldwin on Comedy Central right now. Bye, B.I. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I also think in this culture, we express love in a very twisted way. In this culture, we show love by giving each other presents, jewelry, and trips and stuff. And to me, that's not what love's about. That's too easy, you know? For me, love is about the way you treat a person on a daily basis when no one else is around. Little things, you know? Like, if you love me, for example, the second sex is over, if I was on top, don't push me off you. <laughs> As quickly as possible, if you love me, you will let me dismount with a little fucking dignity. You let me dismount like the swan that I am. Thank you, sir. Or if you were on top by some fucking miracle, Don't use my body as a pushing off point when you get up. Don't don't push off my face to go check your phone. It's about respect. Love to me is about respect. Little things, you know, if you love me and we're taking a shower together, don't pee. Why is that so confusing? Don't, Don't make me stand in your piss like a fucking asshole. Use your head. You know, if you love me, you'll think ahead. Little things, like if you love me and you buy me lingerie as a gift, don't buy me a small top and a medium bottom. Okay, if you love me, you will buy me a large top and a small bottom and I'll exchange that shit on my own time. Love is just like, don't be stupid. You know, little things. Like, if you love me, let me wake up before you start having sex with me. Can I, can I get some gum? Can you just give me a set? This isn't prison. I'm gonna say yes. Just have a little faith in yourself, you know? I also think that phrase, I love you, is tricky because I think when you're in a relationship for a long time, it starts to lose its value. You know, it starts to deteriorate. Like when you first say, I love you, it's such a big deal. You know, you're like, I love you. But after a while, you're just like, love you. (laughs) And after that, you're just like, 
you too. And finally, you're just like, fuck you. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.